Chapter 23 Dorothy Dale's Queer Holidays This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Lucy Burgoyne. Dorothy Dale's Queer Holidays by Margaret Penrose. Chapter 23 The Ghost That Really Walked. It did seem absurd, in spite of the fact that they were snowbound in a haunted house. The big automobile lamps glared brilliantly from the mantel, and Tom, with Nat, found another place to rest on the long, low bench that formed a really artistic seat at the foot of the broad stairway. Many a gay fellow has rested here, between the dances. Don't you think? asked Nat. I fancy I hear the other fellow and his girl coming down the stairs at this moment. He threw himself back in a mocking attitude, while Tom bowed to the girl coming down the stairs. But the boys were tired. Conversation broke into uneven sentences. Then words fell into syllables, and finally there remained only the punctuation, a full stop. Dorothy was dreaming that the men in the boats on the Italian marble mantle were coming to rescue her. Tavia had a weakness for brilliant nightmares, and she dreamed that the crystal chandeliers were coming, coming down, to strike her directly in the face. She screamed, and every one started up. "'What was it?' cried Dorothy, on her feet in an instant. Tom and Nat jumped up as quickly. Nat with revolver in hand, and Tom grasping the hatchet. I certainly saw a light at the end of the hall, whispered Nat to Tom. Don't alarm the girls, just watch. What was it? asked Dorothy again. Oh, I was dreaming, replied Tavia drowsily, and that heavy old chandelier came right down and hit me in the face. Keep your dreams quiet next time, said Nat attempting to laugh. You gave us all a start. What time is it? Dorothy inquired. Tom glanced at his watch. Midnight, he exclaimed. Would you believe it? We must have all been asleep. And you promised not to shut an eye, accused Tavia. How do we know but that we are all kidnapped? Just then Nat grasped Tom's arm. The light, he whispered. Oh, Dorothy and Tavia had both seen it. Too frightened to speak, they clung to each other and stood terrified. Tom and Nat stepped farther out into the hallway. For an instant, no one uttered a sound. The next, a noise, distinct and welcome, fell upon their ears, the sound of Major Dale's voice. It's father, called Dorothy, breaking away from Tavia. Oh, they've found us. Let them in, quick. No need to tell the boys that, for the front door was unbolted, and Major Dale rushed in before any of them could actually realise that he had come. Oh, father, gasped Dorothy, falling into his arms. If you had not come, I should have died. You poor foolish babies, he said but let the man in. He's frozen, if I am not. 
Tavia had her arms around the Major's neck. He was patting both girls affectionately. There, there, he soothed. Now you are all right. Dad's here, and we will be all right presently. Nora sent out the relief stuff. You be starved and perished. He won't come in, called Nat, referring to the man outside. Says he's afraid. Oh, the foolish fellow, replied the Major. I had the greatest time to get him here. Once he found out I was coming to the castle, he vowed he saw lights and heard screams. He's the fellow who drove the woman out here. Abe, you know. Oh, yes, said Nat. That's it. Well, if he won't come in, he'll freeze. Perhaps if he sees girls, I'll go and ask him, volunteered Dorothy, now somewhat composed. Although they had passed from the rear hall to the front, Tom kept his eye on the end of the long passageway. He had seen a light flash back there. He could have sworn to it. Here he is, called Dorothy. I knew old Abe would come in when I asked him. Right over here, Abe. See, we have plenty of light. As if by magic or some uncanny power, no sooner had she uttered the word, light, than a brilliant flash was plainly seen at the rear of the hall. The next moment a piercing scream rang out, the same they had heard once before, only so much more terrible to them now, so hideous, so fiendish. The old colored man tried to move, but he stood as if transfixed. Major Dale was major again, there ready to order, to command, erect, brave, bold, defiant. Nat never seemed to move. Tom stood waiting for his orders. Dorothy and Tavia fell back terrified. That scream came from a human being, spoke the Major finally. We must investigate at once. Here, Abe, you take this lamp. Trembling as if he had the ague, the old colored man took the lamp from the mantel. Tom, you have an axe. Nat, your gun may be handy. Now, girls, don't be alarmed. We are too many for any one here. Just sit there in that corner while we look about. To all, save Abe and the girls, there was a fascination about this weird hunt. Something or someone screamed. This was surely a vigorous type of ghost. Easy now, whispered the Major, as they turned the end of the hall. There, he exclaimed, I saw a light flash back at that double door. So did I, agreed Tom. Let's look in the room. Come on, Abe, urged the Major, for Abe quickly fell behind. The heavy folding doors were pushed aside with some effort. This opened the way into a small room, like a butler's pantry. What was that? asked Nat, as a noise sounded. The shutting of a heavy door, and the light went with it declared Major Dale. Now, to find the door. Nat took the light from Abe and flashed it up and down the heavily panelled walls. It's some secret passage, likely, said the Major. Every old house has one, I believe. What's this? Nat had come upon a joining in the woodwork. That's it, declared the Major, examining the crack carefully. But where might it open? 
All, even Abe, felt the wall, up and down, covering every inch within reach. There, exclaimed the Major finally. I've covered a square. It opens from the other side. Tom, here with your axe. Dorothy and Tabby had heard every word. Now they stopped their ears. It was too dreadful. Blow after blow fell on the heavy woodwork. Chop, chop, chop. But not a word was spoken. Then the sound of splintered wood. The panel was falling in. Careful, cautioned Major Dale. There she goes. Another scream. Here now, cried the Major, seizing the lamp and dashing through the opening with the agility of a schoolboy. Just surrender and stop that. But he almost fell back. Tom's arm saved him. I never, he exclaimed. It's old Captain Mayberry. End of chapter 23